0: want to give love to the city, that's a fact, but you're gonna need help if you want to make an impact. Well-endowed, you want to be well-endowed with the Edmonton community. Things really happen when you find that you're well-endowed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Well-Endowed podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm
1: Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network.
0: Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond.
1: On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed.
0: On this episode, Andrew takes us to the Smith-Blackburn Homestead, a beautiful conservation land less than an hour outside of Edmonton.
1: Yeah, the Smith-Blackburn Homestead is one of 14 natural areas that is cared for by the Edmonton and Area Land Trust. With a passionate team of volunteer conservation land stewards, they work to ensure these areas are protected.
0: They also help make these areas accessible to the general public so that we can all enjoy being in the flora and fauna of Alberta's landscape.
1: That's why Edmonton Community Foundation was happy to sponsor the construction of a boardwalk to make it easier for visitors to explore the homestead.
0: But this story isn't about the boardwalk.
1: Right. It's about where that boardwalk takes you and the people who steward the land around it. Just east of Elk Island National Park in Lamont County lies the Smith-Blackburn homestead. The homestead boasts 73 acres of wetlands and upland forest and it is both in a UNESCO Biosphere Reserve and a Dark Sky Reserve. This land was donated to Emton End Area Land Trust, or EALT, in 2018 to ensure its conservation. And with their careful stewardship, it is now a place you can visit. When you are here, you can find trembling aspen and balsam poplar, raspberries and beaked hazelnut, willow, asters and cattails. You might meet great blue herons and loons, beavers, wood frogs and butterflies and hopefully the black bears and moose will be keeping to themselves. When you are here you're in the beaver hills region, land that was an important place of travel and rest between the hills and plains for many indigenous peoples including the Sutina, Neheowak, Anishinabe, the Nakota Sioux and the Nitsitapi. This land is special and thanks to EALT's conservation land stewards program This land receives attentive care from 75 dedicated volunteers. And this team of volunteers is overseen by Nikki Pascar.
2: So my name is Nikki Pascar. I'm a conservation coordinator with the Edmonton Area Land Trust. So uh, my role, I do a lot of stewardship work. So I am out here on the lands all of the time, especially during the spring, summer and fall, Um, doing various stewardship activities, just taking care of the land, monitoring it, making sure that the ecological values stay intact. Um, I manage and foresee all of our outreach and communications work. And I also um, do a lot of volunteer management, so a lot of those volunteer events. And I spearheaded and manage the conservation lands program as well.
1: So just a couple of
2: things. Yeah, Yeah, as a a small nonprofit, we we wear many hats, yeah. (laughs) We are a very small charity uh, with a very small staff team, so we really rely so heavily on our volunteer team to help us care for our conservation lands. And so the Conservation Land Stewards program, uh, we just launched it earlier this year, and the purpose of that program is to have, um, you know, members of the community actually come out on their own and help us care for the land and so the purpose of that not only will it you know help us increase our capacity to care for our conservation lands and to you know have those conservation values uh, maintained but it also is a way for um, us to engage our community and to really facilitate people connecting with nature and building a relationship with the land over time so they can you know notice changes over time they can help us monitor they're you know actually building that that solid foundation
3: with the land to help us.
1: Carly Lewis is one of EALT's dedicated conservation land stewards.
3: My name is Carly. Uh, I'm a volunteer with the uh, EALT, Edmonton Area Land Trust, and I do a little bit of volunteer uh, conservation work here. So I initially started because my volunteer partner, uh, Jeremy Mahoe, uh, just stumbled upon the website the day before the info session. So it was very fortuitous. We got to uh, attend the info session and knew right away that we were interested in volunteering our time. We're both uh, interested in environmental science and uh, pursuing careers in environmental science. So it seemed a really good way to sort of give back to our community.
1: As a conservation land steward, Carly visits the Smith-Blackburn homestead at least twice a month. She is responsible for a wide range of duties including fence repair, monitoring the condition of the walking trails, making sure the geocaches are intact, and managing invasive weeds. When we met up with Carly, she was helping install a pollinator garden on the Smith-Blackburn homestead.
3: So a pollinator garden is just to um, help out the the native pollinators uh, with some native biodiversity. Um, it's, it's so important to have that rich biodiversity, um, especially pollinators, uh, they're a really great indicator of overall landscape health. Um, I got to see this a little bit firsthand when I was doing um, some uh, biodiversity survey work out in Transylvania, Romania. Uh, So some areas in Transylvania are very uh, traditional and they follow an agriculture practice that tends to conserve the natural uh, grassland and in other areas you find more of a monoculture agricultural system and you can really tell the difference in the um, conserved grasslands. We can find and capture and count 20 different species of butterflies, easy. Um, and in the monoculture areas you find way less than that, so just a little bit of anecdotal evidence there to suggest that it really matters if you have a high biodiversity of plants, you're going to have that high biodiversity of, of pollinators. So yeah, I think a lot of us um, think of conservation in terms of uh, our, our parks, our national and provincial parks, but it's, the truth is it's important everywhere. You need that high biodiversity to uh, keep our pollinators safe.
1: There is no shortage of diverse wildlife at Smith-Blackburn. The terrain is perfect habitat for a vast array of animals and plant life.
3: This is a really uh, hummocky, mixed wood, forested area. Uh, There's a little uh, horseshoe-shaped lake behind me here where uh, you'll find a lot of different waterfowl, lots of geese. Uh, We're always uh, listening for loons. Maybe we'll get some loons out here sometime. But yeah, I've seen lots of northern flickers and other uh, common... um, birds like that so I actually got the opportunity to bring my mom out here uh, a couple weeks ago when we were doing our May plant count uh, which is a nature Alberta initiative where we are trying to get a baseline of Alberta uh, biodiversity native species.
1: Carly credits her love and respect for nature to the time she spent growing up with her mom near Devon Alberta.
3: Yeah, so she was a forester in, in her early career, and so I, I spent my youth in the bush with her bombing around in a truck and up in helicopters, mapping pine cones and getting my boots stuck in the mud. So, yeah, I've, I've always had a um, just intuitive connection with nature, like, of course, we need to be conserving our natural biodiversity.
1: When Nikki Pascar talks about her team of conservation land stewards, her eyes sparkle with pride.
3: We have a diversity
2: of people from all walks of life from this area we have people from further away we have neighbors who come and enjoy this land and you know maybe they've been coming for years and they want to kind of take a, a bigger role and more responsibility in helping care for that land so anyone can join and we have such a diversity of, of volunteers with us
1: carly is younger in her early 30s and was inspired by her mother to follow a career in studies in land conservation by contrast Adrian Justin is in his mid-sixties and is a volunteer land steward for ELT's Glory Hills site.
4: Uh, my name is uh, Adrian Joosten. I'm a conservation land steward with the Edmonton Area Land Trust. Yeah.
1: What Adrian and Carly have in common is strong family values tied to nature and volunteerism. Adrian feels that it was important to instill an endearment and appreciation for nature in his two daughters at an early age. This led the Justins to begin volunteering for EALT.
4: Uh, I got involved after doing some uh, volunteer work with the EALT before the land steward program began actually. Uh, one of the occasions was with one of my daughters and I directed my other daughter to go and take on uh, another volunteer activity. And then, uh, um, when the opportunity came up for the, the land steward program that they've put in place now, I approached my wife. So we are uh, a family that's been involved and continue to be involved with the Land Trust.
1: As I mentioned, Adrian helped steward EALT's Glory Hills site. Glory Hills is 110 acres of land situated in the transition zone between the Boreal Forest and Aspen Parkland regions. The property was donated to EALT by an anonymous donor in 2010 but the land has a much richer and deeper history.
4: I wanna pick up on uh, one thing about the Glory Hills that I think is is significant, uh, is that the, the site is called the Glory Hills site by the EALT. But a few years ago, they asked some of the First Nations people um, in, to take a tour and come up with a name. And so they came up with uh, the name, uh, the Medicine Trail, which in Cree, if I'm trying to get it right, is Meshkiki Meshkana. And for us, uh, that makes it even more of a connectedness. Since we are on Treaty 6 land, this then gives recognition to the people that came before us, that were there uh, even before the settlers on the land. And I think that that is, uh, another uh, important element that we have to remember with all the lands that we visit.
1: Adrian's conservation practices go beyond his volunteer work with EALT. He and his wife own an acreage down the road from Glory Hills where they implement many of the same principles that guide their work with EALT.
4: Yes, uh, on our acreage we have tried to maintain the natural semblance of the land. Uh, we have done no major uh, earthwork or, or such. We do have a bit of a pond that is at the bottom of, of the hill from where our house is. And we have been very careful not to remove uh, a lot of unnecessary uh, uh, greenery other than what we would need to, to, to live by. And even now with the small areas where we have put a little lawn or garden, we are moving away from that to letting it sort of infill. And so we're trying to find local uh, or, you know, compatible uh, plants, trees, bushes that we can bring into that. And uh, a couple years ago, my mature spruce trees, uh, went to seed, acorns, and uh, we've got now an abundance of small spruce trees growing around the property. And so I've been collecting them and putting them into nursery beds, helping them to grow along, and then looking to transplant them back into other areas on the property. So small things, but uh, it it goes a long way for uh, maintaining kind of a natural feel to it.
1: EALT's conservation stewards are volunteers, but in lieu of cash they are paid in a far more valuable currency.
4: I think, Andrew, this is rewarding to me, and I, and I think I can speak for my wife as well, is that we have a love of nature and um, we both see a need for the preservation of uh, land that it be held as pristine as it can not only for our enjoyment, but for the enjoyment of generations to come. That we make a conscious effort to, uh, to, to preserve the land. And as we have found within the pandemic, and seeing all the people on site and talking with some of the people, what a wonderful opportunity to get out into nature. And uh, not just to enjoy it, but there is, for instance, uh, a sense of uh connectedness with with uh, with life around you there is the sense of uh health Uh, i've been reading up on all the health benefits the forest baths the the sun exposure Um, these are so important for our well-being so as our glory hills location has what is called the medicine trail we see that beyond just the uh, plants and, and, and so forth, but also the, the fact that we are experiencing on a psychological level, a physical level, a spiritual level, this wholesomeness, this health that brings so much into our lives. And as a great de-stressor, taking a walk in the woods is wonderful.
1: This is an important part of EALT's mission. Not only are they conserving natural ecosystems, they are working to connect the public to the natural beauty of these lands. Of EALT's 14 properties, 11 are open to the public and every day they are working with their dedicated volunteers to enrich the experience of visitors.
2: Um, So what's coming up next at EALT? So we just last week put in a pollinator garden here at Smith Blackburn Homestead. Um, So we planted a wide diversity of different native plants to attract pollinators and enhance pollinator habitat here on this land. Um, We're always looking to secure new lands for conservation, so we're always kind of working on new leads and working with landowners to see um, what options they have for protecting their lands. Um, We are also um, going to be putting in one more boardwalk here at the Smith-Blackburn Homestead to facilitate better public access um, and just make it a little bit more walkable for people.
1: Who knows? If you come visit an EALT property, you might just be inspired to come back as a volunteer land steward. Thanks, Andrew. I had a great time. Thanks to Nikki Pascar, Carly Lewis, and Adrian Justin for showing me the Smith Blackburn Homestead, and to Anna Culkin for recording the audio for this story. It was great to hear from people who are so connected to nature and the work that they do.
0: If stewarding the natural lands of Alberta sounds like an exciting gig to you, check out www.ealt.ca forward slash volunteer.
1: And if you'd like to learn more about the Edmonton and Area Land Trust or about the Smith Blackburn Homestead, head on over to our show notes for all of the links.
0: While you're there, don't forget to check out all of our upcoming student awards and granting deadlines. There may be something there for you.
1: Well, that brings us to the end of the show.
0: Thanks so much for sharing your time with us.
1: We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to share it with all your friends.
0: If you have time, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews will help new listeners find our show.
1: And come find us on Facebook. That's where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures from the show.
0: Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Elizabeth Bonking.
1: And Andrew Paul. Until, Until next, next time. time.
0: The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation
1: and edited by Lisa Pruden.
0: You can visit our website at WellEndowedPodcast.com,
1: subscribe to us on iTunes,
0: and follow us on Twitter at the ECF.
1: Our theme music was created by
0: Octavo Productions. Check them out at octavoproductions.com.
1: And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well endowed.